I don't think I have a resolution. I mean, I could always work on being less perfect. I did not make very good decisions over the holidays and I'm feeling it now. I keep telling myself it's just a poop baby and it will pass. It hasn't passed. And I always felt like it was this weird pressure that you had to have some revolution over the holidays of what is wrong with you and your life. Pick the thing that is the worst, that you hate the most about yourself, and you're just gonna announce it to everyone. What inadequacy do you intend to fix this year, Tyler? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Tangents with Tyler and Todd. I am one of your hosts, Tyler. And I'm Todd. How was your week? Or I Happy guess- Happy New Year. Couple of weeks, yes. Happy New Year. Yeah. How was your holiday vacation? It was really, really good. Time yeah. well spent, downtime. We are still decorated, by the way. If you're watching this on YouTube, we still have Christmas trees up and we're going with it. We're just I'm not ready yet. I'm just about ready at this point. I'm just in denial of the dog hair that has probably yeah. accumulated behind everything. And I want to live in this fantasy just one more, one more little bit, you yeah. know? So yeah, we had a good holidays. It was actually really nice to take some downtime. That's something we don't do very often. And we actually disconnected for a couple of days, didn't do any work, didn't check our phones. Yeah, we had family with us the whole time, which was really fun. My family came over from Newfoundland and Todd's family was here. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, tiring, but well worth it. Yeah. And then we actually got some projects. We got back to work on some things too, once everyone left. And we're, I think we're just about nestled, nested into this place. Yeah. Fully like set up and everything. Feels good. Yeah. Everything has a home. So instead of like, where does this go? We know if we take something out, where to put it back now, instead of just the garage being a dumping ground. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, with the new year, we figured it was time to discuss New Year's resolutions, which is something we've never really done before have we like we're, we're not really big on resolutions I don't know why maybe because we never stick to them we're also not really big on New Year's like it's, yeah if we could we had do a very it quiet New Year's it was nice yeah we did our live which yeah. was really fun thank you to everyone who came out and participated in that we had a lot of fun but we also think that New Year's would be better if it was around like three in the afternoon, because then we could all go and enjoy it. Like having to stay up until midnight just to see the fireworks. Then if you're there in person, you've got crowds to deal with, traffic. I like actually think a lot of people probably feel this way because I, I'm i not trusting of someone who goes all out for New Year's, like spending all this money on outfits and then buying tickets to go to like a restaurant like it's a big thing like you like you can't just go to a restaurant on no, new year's you have I, to book it in advance we tried last year yeah. we were in um the world junior hockey tournament was here remember we <laughs> we we were not in the world junior hockey tournament but they no. were here yeah my parents were in there so we rented a condo with them and while they were going to all the different games we were just going to restaurants and yeah. having some appetizers and wine usually. it was actually so much fun basically we would just go from restaurant to restaurant and just have like one thing at each one so we could experience the vibe of all the spots oh yeah that was so fun yeah except we did make a mistake because we've realized that if we were both if we both have two glasses of wine at a restaurant it's actually a better bang for our buck to buy a bottle 
right? Yeah. When you add up four glasses. Yeah. So we went to the first two places, ordered a bottle of wine each. We quickly learned that when you're doing a bar hop, having two bottles of wine in a short amount of time is not a good idea. So we slowed it down. Third restaurant was just water. And then we picked it back up with single glasses of wine. We splurged the rest of the night. <laughs> To be clear, we were on foot, so it was like we could be as silly and like it was that was so much fun. It was really fun. Sometimes we do that actually. We'll go, yeah. I feel like we're on a tangent already, but we'll go into our local city and we'll rent a hotel for a night or two. Sometimes we get lucky and they have if you stay for two nights, you get the third night free. Yeah. And we always try and book a room that has a mini fridge and a microwave so that we can heat up our leftovers the next day for lunch. So embarrassing. I can't believe you're talking about this. And it's great because for the animals, we just leave them with my parents while we're in this city. So yeah, we do it a lot more weirdly in the winter. It's I not think, weird. Yeah. It's the prices of hotels in the and summer. And there's nothing to do also. Yeah, but the prices go from like $100 a night to seven to $900 a night. In like, the summer. Wild. Yeah, Halifax, like the, the nearby city, it's just, it's a summer town. Like a lot of cruise ships go in and anyway, that's... Yeah. That's that on Halifax <laughs> hotel rates. So yeah, anyway, we don't, when we were in the city last year, um, we didn't actually go to the fireworks and all that. We went back to the condo after the hockey game was over and yeah. had a chill night. And that's kind of what we've always done because it's just so late. And then there's like the pressure. Once you're out later, we were talking about the cover. That's the tangent we were originally on, how you have to pay to get in the restaurants. Yeah. Like that's a scam. It is a scam. But I wanted to tell an, another little um, New Year's Eve story. I feel like this one's going to be a pinball episode. Oh, just like all over the place. We're not off to a good start. But um, there was a New Year's Eve a few a few New Year's Eves ago. <laughs> and Todd and I, we were in Banff for New Year's. And so we were like, okay, we're going to have a nice night out. We're going to go and basically do what I just mentioned about going from restaurant to restaurant and we ended up what was that place called so well what had happened you forgot the whole thing in the oh yeah i'm not good at stories yeah i'm really good at stories in case you haven't noticed um so we went for um we were walking around banff and we went to a restaurant for lunch and i said you know what i'm gonna start my new diet early and have a salad for lunch and i ordered a goat cheese and um, spring beet salad mm -hmm. and turns out the goat cheese had gone bad we didn't know until later then we went to we went to the hotel bar and had nachos and I was like oh I'm not feeling very good and you're like oh it's fine like just shake it off have another drink we went to I forget it's Eddie's burger bar yes Eddie's burger bar and we were sitting there and I was like oh my god I'm gonna be sick and I Started spinning, sweating. Like profusely. So I got up and I ran to the bathroom and it's just a small little restaurant. It's absolutely amazing food if you're ever in Banff. And we, the, it only has one bathroom. So I was standing there waiting for the person inside to um, finish up because someone was in there. And I was like, I'm not going to make it. So I had actually positioned myself closer to the bar so that I could quickly turn around and I had spotted their garbage can that I was going to throw up in. Anyway, the person came out. I got into the bathroom barely. I threw up on the floor beside it, trying to get to the toilet, like in my hands. This is probably TMI, but we're already in it. So then I do what I need to do. I clean 
clean the bathroom up. And in my opinion, it was cleaner than when I got there. But I went back to the restaurant or to the table and bless your heart. I love you so much. Tyler was like, you know what? I'm going to get something to settle his stomach. The worst thing I could have got. Truffle parm fries. Like awful. Awful. Anyway, turns out it was food poisoning. The vomiting didn't stop for the rest of the night. And we had to go back to the hotel at like nine. Yep. Yeah. And then I have a really big phobia of throwing up. It's like the thing that I hate the most. And I was spinning. I was like, this, what if it's not food poisoning? What if he has Norwalk virus? And then he had one, you had one bite of my salad too. And you're like, I'm going to get it, but it's probably going to be worse. (laughs) I just know my body. (laughs) And no, I was like, it's going to be delayed. So we sat in that hotel room and I was just like on the edge of the bed, just like, shaking being like I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get it and I didn't end up getting it but I made myself so stressed that it felt like I was sick yeah and I spent my new year's on the toilet with a garbage can between my legs yeah it wasn't good (laughs) it was not a good one then the worst part was we had to check out the next morning and drive home which was like a four hour drive I think something like that to Edmonton we got home and didn't our furnace freeze over because it was the polar vortex had come in and the house was at one degree like one more degree and it would have been frozen and it took 36 hours to heat it back up 32 for our American listeners yeah anyway 33 maybe that's why we don't like New Year's Like we have not had, we have not had good experiences. Anyway, that is a huge tangent and a walk down memory lane on the fact of normally (laughs) we like quiet New Year's and not big parties and going out and all of that. It's just a whole hoopla. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I'm always like sick this time of year. I don't know what it is, but like right now, I feel like I have a like the sniffles and like a cold, like. Yeah, I just want to veg this time of year. I find too, it's just really tiring after coming off of all the excitement of Christmas, all the food, all the people. And it's just a nice time to kind of like, just be quiet. You know, you got one more stat day and then you got to go back to work. So let's just enjoy it. All right. Let's take a moment to thank Babbel for sponsoring a portion of today's episode. We've been planning a getaway later this winter. So brushing up on my Spanish skills is a must. Babbel's convenient courses are helping me learn real-life conversation skills that are going to make me confident in everything from ordering food to asking for directions. There's really something to be said about traveling to another country, and instead of having to constantly pull out your phone and muddle your way through translating each word, to be able to be in the moment with somebody else's culture and try your best to have a conversation. It can definitely be nerve-wracking, but because Babbel uses conversation-based teaching, I'm seeing progress already. And there's good news for you. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, you'll get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tangents. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash tangents. That's spelt B-A-B-B-E-L slash tangents. Rules and restrictions may apply. Let's get back to today's episode. But we have also never really done resolutions either. No, I don't know why or where that comes from, but I find we set like intentions. I don't know if that's <laughs> that's a thing, <laughs> but we're like, we're not going to hold ourselves to something. So if we don't honor our resolution, then it's okay because it wasn't a resolution. It was an intention and I'm human. And 
like not everyone does everything that they intend to do, you know? Exactly. I intended to do it. I didn't say (laughs) for sure I was going to, I intended to. And we also don't tell anyone except for each other because that way there's no one to hold us accountable because these are just intentions. They're not resolutions. Resolutions. I feel you have to declare to the world. Intentions are just like you and I. It's really hard when people try and hold me accountable. I don't like it. I take it as a personal attack. I do too. Like, what is... Like, why are you asking me questions? Just leave it be. It's not on my mind. It shouldn't be on yours. Yeah. <laughs> if it's on your mind and not my mind, that's a you problem. Not a me don't problem. Me. <laughs> I also just don't like the pressure. Everyone's... I mean, back when there was more people in our office, like when I worked um, like for the city and would have to go back after the holidays, everyone would be like, well, what's your resolution for this year? And kind of talking about it. And I always felt like it was this weird pressure that you had to have something that you, some revolution over the holidays of what is wrong with you and your life and how you're going to fix it for next year and then tell everyone about it. Well, everyone, yeah, it's so true. Like, imagine it's basically if, like, you're like, pick the thing that is the worst that you hate the most about yourself, and you're just going to announce it to everyone. Like, like imagine- I want to be less fat. I want to be less mean. I want to be not that that being fat is a bad thing, but you know what you could do though is just really, really teach them a lesson to never ask anyone their resolutions again, and be like, my resolution this year is to finally get the help that I need to overcome my daddy issues that led me to gambling and prostitution when I was 19 years old and a drug addiction problem by 33. Like, just make something up. And make it so (laughs) just off the wall. And like so many different things and be like, I really hope I do it. (laughs) You know, always one up them and then they'll never ask again. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a good idea. You won't you won't get bothered again about the <laughs> resolutions. It is kind of a weird thing though that you have to pick this thing and feel like there's not as much pressure to do that now though. True. I I feel like it's kind of an older thing. Yeah. Yeah. But in saying that, if you had to pick a resolution, <laughs> what what inadequacy do you intend to fix this year, Tyler? <laughs> Here we go. I'm, I'm in the hot seat. I would probably say I would make a resolution to probably travel more. I really, really enjoyed like all the adventures and all the things that we have done in our life. But the last, you know, three or four years since we've been back here, time has went so quickly and there's places that I want to go and I want to, I want to have like trips and stuff and like have that to look forward to, but we don't really have that right now. Would you do it in the RV? Like that type of trip or like going for a week or two somewhere? Yeah. Like I'm the RV life for me. I just like with the dogs, their health, like their age and stuff. It's just, and we have squirrel now too. It's, it's a lot. It's really tiring. I can't imagine doing that. With all of them, I would want to go away for like a week, you know, maybe go to like Europe, like pick a country and go there for like 10 days or two weeks and, you know, like travel around to the different towns. Like see all the different castles. See all the different castles. Yeah. Find one. That would be so cool. Depending on where we go, sometimes you can pick them up for a euro. You just have to like a, a castle or a chateau. Like you just have, you buy it off the government. This is 
something like that. There's like some website, the oh, abandoned yeah. ones, and you fix it up. So we could go to Europe and totally take on a little project for a euro. Oh yeah, just we don't we don't have many projects on the go around here. So I think that would be we could add that on our plate. We would that be seems the pe- reasonable. <laughs> that would be us. We yeah. went to Italy for for a week, and we ended up staying for two years because we bought a chateau. Oh yeah, that would be us. We fall in love with every place that we've ever been. We're like, oh, I could live here. You yeah. know where I could really live for real? Where? Amsterdam. I could too. I loved it. Loved it there. It was so just Do you, the vibe. Okay, so I kind of want to test this theory because we went to Amsterdam the day after we quit our jobs. Yeah. So we said, gotta, gotta go. go. <laughs> what a weird place. You to only live. have a fifth wedding anniversary once. Yeah. Gotta go. Um, that was cool. We were there for our fifth wedding anniversary. Yeah. And it was pride and there was a million people and we had never been to yeah. a pride festival, especially one that big. It was pretty cool. That was really, it was a lot of fun to be like surrounded by that much love and the energy. And Wasn't it like a million people there? Yeah, something like that. The streets were just like, I've never seen that many people, just like a sea of people. The thought of it now, like gives me so much anxiety. Like, oh yeah. Can you imagine being around that many people now? At all. Gives me Same, so much anxiety. We When we went to Mardi Gras in um, New Orleans. Sometimes I think about, because I think a lot of COVID cases came out of Mardi Gras that year. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, how did... You're right. We went to the Mardi Gras the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made friends with people, like, that right so up funny. in everybody's business and came out fine. Like, that but was... See, this is this is kind of what I mean, though. Like, we are just... Just then, we just gave two examples of going to Pride in Amsterdam, how cool that was, and then Mardi Gras. Those are really cool experiences that we got to have, but those were now coming up to be like years ago. Yeah. Like it, it it's been a long time since we've it is traveled and like done stuff. It's just all been the land and building and like projects. It's been a lot. Yeah. So I think that actually that's that's I'm not gonna say it's a resolution, but it's it's an intention for real. <laughs> Actually, no, it's a resolution. Okay. We're going to... We're going. We're we're going. Get your suitcase. We're going. After my nap. After my nap. <laughs> no, I mean, we're not going anywhere, but it'd be nice to, it'd be nice to say some, like, in February, let's, let's plan something. But even, like, little getaways. Yeah, that's... E- PEI. Oh, We've never yeah, been to PEI be cool. except for with Charlie's when he had to go to the hospital there, which wasn't... Really, like it. Listen, couldn't really go no build offense. sandcastles. <laughs> no offense to anyone in PEI listening, but I don't know that I really want to go away in the winter there. No, exactly. I want to go in the summer, but then yeah. it's expensive. We get back to the know, hotel we get prices. Back to that. Oh, and the know. people, a lot of people. I love shoulder season. Yeah. That's why the road trip worked really well for you yeah. and I. Is we called it um, chasing fall, and we were always chasing like right where you need a light jacket or a t-shirt, like that kind of weather. Yeah, and the crowds were manageable at everything we wanted to do. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. Um, it we could always get into wherever we wanted to go see. Yeah, it was just like the perfect time of year for us and conditions. But I agree with you. I don't think I could do another road trip like that. Yeah. It was hard. I often, although I do often think about if it would be different if we hadn't 
of giving up our home base. If we had a home base that we knew we were coming back to instead of like, where does it end? Yeah. I feel like it might, it would be more manageable. See, I think I could do it if I was in one of those big, you know, like the tour buses. And yeah. Like we're riding down the road. Yeah. Like going down. And then we, I look back, you're in the kitchen, you're making something. Let's Little be real. You're driving. I'm in the kitchen. And Angie's just sitting on the couch. <laughs> the dog squirrels up running around. Yeah. No, we'd have to do something. They can't have free range. Yeah. Have you seen some of those are wild? Like some of those buses? Some oh, of them yeah. have like two floor garages that they tow behind them. It's yeah. wild. But though this is a different that those are like a million dollars. Yeah, we're looking for like a cousin Eddie type one yeah, from National like, Lampoons. But I think driving one, though, would make it a lot easier. There's a lot involved with hitching and unhitching and pulling a fifth wheel more than we thought. Yeah, way more. And then we also, like, we complicate everything. We had all the potted plants and all the beautiful things that had to be put up and down and up and down every time That's we That's not moved. like us to complicate something. At all. We normally, we like we to make We always make it so easy for so ourselves. So easy. That's, we just coast through life. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, that's a long-winded way of saying I want to travel more this year. <laughs> Not like us to have a few tangents. Yeah. When I think about it, I don't think I have a resolution. Like, I mean, I could always work on being less perfect so that everyone doesn't feel so much pressure to be like me. I would actually, I would love that because the expectations you have of me are pretty high. Not to, not to co-op this podcast into a counseling session you help with dishes and you put your clothes in the basket that's all i'm asking (laughs) no when i put my clothes in the basket these are inside out that's not i'm fine i'll wash them and bring them back to you inside out if you want then i'm joking love (laughs) no i think i don't know what i have for a resolution maybe to work on not thinking I can do everything, like trying to be more realistic with the time that it takes to complete something. Because I will admit it probably, it's probably hard to tell, but I have a shocking amount of unfinished projects on the go and it gets overwhelming at times where I just shut down and hide from it. And to make myself feel better, I start a new project and it doesn't actually make it any better. No, it, in fact, it does make it worse. <laughs> and sometimes you, you'll you want to tackle a project without finishing it. For example, our bedroom. So you wanted to do over the bedroom. Well, then how come the face plates and all of the plug plates and everything needed to come off like months ago when we weren't quite ready to paint? It probably would have been better to leave everything on until we were ready to tackle that room and then we could do everything at once in one this feels like hurtful bubbling right now (laughs) if we're being honest no i'm just joking the intention was i had time then to do it yeah so i did it i didn't know if i was going to have time again to tape before we eventually get around to painting the bedroom but i had that hour then so i did it and yeah. that makes sense. But, but I can then see why it's sense. stressful t- for you who doesn't like to live in a state like that. Well, it was, it's was. it been months. So <laughs> that's kind of why it's like, should we live in construction for months? Like the bedroom, it's not painted. But also, 
you weren't getting the hint quick enough. Like I put it in that state thinking you'd be like, oh, like it's ready to go. Let's paint. Mm. But that didn't happen. That didn't happen. So you, mis- you miscalculated on that one. We both just lived uncomfortably instead of having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. But that's a good, I think that is a good intention. Yeah. Or resolution. No, it's, it, an it's, intention. it's an intention. Like I, Cause I am who I am. I'm not going to change myself for somebody else, but I do intend to change myself. <laughs> But no consequences if I don't follow through. Yeah, like what is the consequence? So what happens if you don't, like, if you don't meet your resolution, does the, in the olden days, did the town's crier or whatever come out and say, here, squire, squire, whatever they're called? It's not a crier. I don't know. But like. Someone will know in the comments. Yeah, what are they called? But you know, the person that's like, hear ye, hear ye. Do they come out and declare that. Crier, I think. Elizabeth. Jane Smith did not meet her resolution of losing 20 pounds. Hang her. She's a witch. Like, what was the consequence of not completing a resolution? Probably just shame and embarrassment. That's why you don't tell anyone (laughs) and you only intend to change. (laughs) I wonder what the consequences are. I think it's friends go in on resolutions together. So it's gambling. I think so. Like, I think sometimes people will do like a pool, maybe, Mm. you know, like everyone in the office, like when I feel like it's always weight related, which is sad. I think so too. And that's what I was going to, I get it though. Like I did not make very good decisions over the holidays and I'm feeling it now. I know that I'm like a healthy weight and stuff, but I just feel like I just feel so sluggish. I keep telling myself it's just a poop baby and it will pass. It hasn't passed. I know. I got to walk this poop baby off, I think. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We're going to take a moment and thank True Classic for sponsoring a portion of today's episode, which allows us to continue posting content completely free for you. This cozy sweater I'm wearing in today's episode is from True Classic, perfect for this time of year. We've always struggled ordering clothing online. It's never been that just right fit. It's always either too baggy or a little too tight, but True Classic fits you just right. And it's not just sweaters. True Classic has everything from jeans to hoodies and another favorite of ours, activewear. With the new year in full swing, True Classic's activewear shirts and shorts are not only great for workouts, but for lounging at home. With moisture wicking, odor control, and antimicrobial finish, you'll be set no matter what the activity. Whatever you choose, you can't go wrong with True Classic, and they're so committed to their products, they have a 100% perfect fit guarantee and easy returns. So if you're ready to upgrade your closet, or maybe for that special man in your life, use our exclusive link at trueclassic.com tangents and save up to 25% off your first order. Make 2024 your most stylish year yet with True Classic. Back when I was in university and I was studying, like, leisure sounds weird but it was actually quite interesting and yes you can pay money to study it um i read an article when i was writing a paper and it was about how starting a resolution or like a goal on new year's or everyone says diet starts monday is really bad for you because you already have enough pressure going into that time so you're going back to work after the holidays there's already the pressure um Statist- Everyone's credit cards. Statistically, it, um, after 
the holidays is the highest resignation rate because really yeah i read that somewhere as well because people have time to reflect all because they're mm. off with family and they're just about purpose and like what really matters yeah and then the resolutions like i'm gonna have an eat pray love year and they're like see you stan i quit and <laughs> stan's the boss but um with the goals of Monday, you all already have that same pressure, but on a smaller scale of it's the start of a new week. You're, you were off for the weekend, like, you know, the Monday blues, all of that. So it said, choose like a random date in the year or a random day of the week to start your goal. Cause then by the time you come to Monday or you come to new year's, you already have a percentage of time put in towards that goal. So you'll feel reinvigorated to keep going. Hmm. That actually makes a lot of sense. I thought it was pretty cool, but it was interesting when I worked in rec centers, cause we had the fitness centers with them, we, which is why he had to go to school to study leisure to work in. It all makes sense. <laughs> um, so they, we would have the highest increase in membership around this time of year, like the goal of losing weight and getting in shape, but the highest amount of cancellations was after Valentine's day. Because, mm. oh yeah, I yeah. bet you people are like, gotta look hot for my Valentine's Day like date. And then when you're just eating the box of chocolates by yourself, you're like, well, I don't need well, a gym that- membership till next January. Yeah, that was for nothing. Yeah, I'm getting my money back, but they're not getting the free bag out of me. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. It's sad to think that people put that sort of pressure on themselves. That's why like if you want to make a change, just intend to do it, keep it quiet, start on a random day of the week, random month of the year and just go after it. Get it, sis, you know? <laughs> do you know what I don't understand? What? Fireworks. How like they seem really dangerous, but so easy to get and how did it? I don't be- think they're that easy to get. You have to be 18, I think, to get them. Oh, excuse me. But how did they become part of the New Year's thing? Yeah, I don't know. Like, to me, that should be an emergency signal. It should be a war signal, a hello signal if you're on a boat, like another boat, like firework, you know? But not for like decorative celebratory purposes. And I say that because it bothers my dog every time. Charlie really doesn't like fireworks and it sets him off. And I find it kind of like, I just wonder what the history is behind them, how they became such a celebratory thing. Yeah, I don't know. And how they make them and how they transport so safe. I need to go to a fireworks factory to understand all these things. Fireworks, they are cool. Like we've never really bought them or set them off. No. But I don't really mind when people do and I can view it. I don't like it when I can hear it and not see it. Like if it's... That's a tease. If it's banging around and I'm like, what the is going on? And I don't get the view, then it's annoying. Yeah. But, you know, I think free fireworks. I think I'm a little traumatized from them as well because sparklers. When I was a kid, um, my friend Nathan and I, we were building a marshmallow house on my parents' dining room table with toothpicks and marshmallows. And then we said, you know, what would be really nice is if we put sparklers in it. So naturally we put sparklers in marshmallows and put it inside of the house. Turns out it burnt into my parents' dining room table and the feeling in my gut of having to go tell my parents I burnt the table traumatized me. What was worse is I got the, we're not mad, we're disappointed line which was worse. Like just ground me 
you know, did they lock know me the, in my room? Did they know the circumstances of how you burned it? Like with the marshmallow? Yeah, they did. Were they surprised? Probably not. No, no. It I, seems pretty characteristic of you. Yeah. Also don't look under the placemat on our table. <laughs> I'm just joking. Had a little incident with the gingerbread house and a glue gun. <laughs> I do have a habit of burning things. Like the time I burnt a Tupperware lid. This one annoyed me. In one day, I burnt a Tupperware lid onto the oven burner. And then I burnt... No, I burnt the container itself onto the oven burner, like the stove. And I burnt the lid onto the heating element of the dishwasher. And I had to pick it all off with a knife. That one sucked because you came home from work and you were pretty upset with me. Well, the house smelled like burnt plastic. I know. (laughs) We've been through this. I might have been a little loopy from the first burnt plastic, which led to the second burnt plastic. But turns out dishwashers get really hot. Like very hot. Shocking. The burner, I get. Dishwasher was new. Well, I mean, dishwashers are meant to sanitize things. I figured that was hot water. Hmm? I figured it sanitized with hot water. Like you spray hot water on it, it's sanitized. Oh no, they they can get really, really hot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know that. No. Oh, a, sh- a sheltered life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bubble. It's nice in here. The weather's always great. <laughs> so what's something that you would want to accomplish this year? Like one? Can, can be any anything. Personally, professionally, anything. Relaxation. Mm, like that's a good one. I want things to be less stressful unless it needs to be done now or the whole world is going to fall apart. Like that kind of feeling. That's what I want to. And I feel like I'm already pretty good at being detached from like pressing deadlines and stuff, but I really want to just less urgency with things. Just live. Yeah. Like maybe that's more of what it is, but just like live. Like I feel like we've always worked or been like we have to be working, whether it's like out in the garden, like sometimes maybe it's okay to just sit in a chair and look. Yeah. I think that's a relatively new feeling though, since we moved here from the shelter. Yeah. Electricity, running water. Yeah. A toilet changes. Yeah. It really, it's, it's weird. We've, I don't want to speak for you, but I have really forgot what these amenities were like and now I'm so appreciative of having them mm-hmm. that every time I shower I'm I think about wow normally I would be showering in the middle of the woods right now yeah and I think I still think about it and I'm wondering when that's gonna go it's been a few months and I I don't know I yeah I feel like we're on like completely rewiring our brains because there's so many <clears throat> things that we've had to adapt quickly when we were living off grid that we didn't really like realize we adapted to them, like the cooking. I always like tell everyone that, that like for the first week and a half living here, we cooked everything in the day so that we could reheat it at night because we were used to cooking when the sun was out, when we had unlimited electricity versus at night we had to be careful. So we could reheating took less electric. That's, there's just a lot of reprogramming. So just, I want to live like there was so much planning that went into everything. Yeah. And, but now we have more time and more flexibility that like the firewood, for example, I am excited to one day have a fireplace in here of some sort, but it's, we're not slaves to it. Every two hours. That was 
That was some craziness. The fact that every day, all day long, we are constantly feeding the wood stove in order to provide our heat. It's it's time consuming. It's so time consuming. It, <laughs> Splitting the wood and all of that in the year and stacking it, doing all of that work, it's a lot. It is a lot. I don't think, though, we would have broke and left off grid if the house had have been done sooner. It was the, yeah, it was the dome. Like that we were losing sleep in the time of the year when we could sleep, which was like summer and fall because we were scared of the winter coming up and like dreading it, you know, minus five inside temperature because that's us trying to keep it warm. Like, yeah, it was hard. So what would you like to accomplish in 2024? <laughs> I would really, really like to finish the land project and like have that done we have a plan in place now, which we feel really good about. Yeah. There's obviously a lot of work to get there and like we're, we are going to get it done. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like what I vision envision this year being. Yeah. We knew when to ask for help. Yeah. A hundred percent. And being removed from it allowed us to see that clearly. And yeah. our ego is not in the way anymore. Like we can't do this on our own. We need help. Yeah. And yeah, that, that feels like a huge weight sort of lifted off of us. I think we can do it. Yeah. And you know what? Well, you have no choice. We're just going to, well, we're going to flag that one as an intention, just in case it doesn't happen. Something else could go wrong. So that one is an intention. Yeah. You know what? That's actually the responsible decision. Yeah. Given how the last few years have went. (laughs) So with the land, like finishing it, what does that mean to you? How do you envision it? Like this time next year, you're saying it's done. What, what's done about it? Mm, that's a good question. And what are we doing with it, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, that's another good question. No, like since we've moved into this cabin, we've like we love living here, but I don't know for sure that we'll live here forever either. Like when the land is finished, maybe we'll move back there. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll convert it into a place for all of you to come stay if you wanted to rent it. Like we we still haven't made up our mind. But we know that we want to own it forever. We want to. We have no plans to sell it. It's it's really like our dream property. It's just as we mentioned in a previous podcast, our dreams changed, and we're still figuring it out. We genuinely don't know. Yeah, exactly. Which like, is kind of cool. We're just we're still talking through things, but it seems like a a really cool place to have another dream that we've always had. Yeah come to fruition like merging two dreams so instead of it feeling like a failure or a loss now we're embracing this new recharge of energy and and we'll update you as we know more along the way but right now we're just really trying to live in this space and breathe and live so yeah just to go on a little bit of a tangent for a second (laughs) I don't know if we've ever said this but during the pandemic Todd was just like on this trip remember how much research you did about how cool it would be to like buy like an old abandoned like hotel and like it goes back like i i don't know why i've always wanted to own a little like boutique in some type of thing i just always thought it'd be cool and i really enjoy creating spaces for people to enjoy as weird as that sounds um so i thought it was a cool way to use those skills and and yeah there was a show that came out too um Oh, yeah. I don't remember the name of it. I binged it in like 
one night hotel makeover or something like that, that definitely didn't help. And then I just started Pinterest boards and I was getting into a wedding venue business as well. Like I was looking for a place that had like, I need, I figured 10 to 12 rooms I could manage myself. And then, but we needed to have a, um, like ballroom area for the weddings. But then I wanted a large property. I could put some cabins up because the weddings were going to be rustic in the woods that we owned out back. Don't forget about the vineyard. Oh yes. Cause the wine we were going to make in-house cut costs that's how we could like compete with the with the big names you know we were just a small company fighting against the giants you know but yeah yeah. he um he spiraled into a pretty big business plan he had it all mapped (laughs) out but that's kind of the cool thing like that huge dream and that vision because that would be so cool we would love our dream, you know, where are we in 20 years? I would love to have some sort of an accommodation type business where we could host people. There is some like that social element. There's like food, like that'd be cool to have like a vineyard, like something in my like wildest pie in the sky dreams. Oh yeah. That would be cool. But coming more back down to reality is we could make something back up. (laughs) (laughs) We could make something like that at the land yes maybe there's not vineyards and maybe there's not yet grand foyers and all this craziness but maybe we could do something we could do something we could make cool like rv sites there we could we have the dome we have the container home i don't know yeah we don't know we don't we're just dreaming we're just we're just figuring it out one day at a time but Yeah, I think it's good to at least like work towards finishing it. And I think it can be done being realistic. Like yeah. we can do it, especially now that we're in a good place now. Really good place. In more ways than one. <laughs> we're going to take a quick minute and thank Rocket Money for sponsoring a portion of today's episode, which allows us to continue posting content completely free for you. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list them all off and how much you're paying for each one? If you asked me this before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I was so wrong. I couldn't believe the streaming services that we've signed up for that we haven't used in forever. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps find and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members on average $720 per year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel those unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com com/ttt that's rocketmoney.com/ttt rocketmoney.com/ttt all right back to today's episode so i've got a question for you okay what is your biggest concern or worry for 2024 that we won't finish the land project <laughs> <laughs> that's up there um god i would say like the instability in the world. Is that too dark? Oh, no. Oh, sorry. No, like, that's a good one. Yeah. Like, it's it's wild times here. It is wild times everywhere. I don't know about it all. Like, there are many days when I wake up, and I don't know if this is too dark, if it's okay to say, but... We're there now. We're gotta there. Gotta keep going. Gotta keep going. Gotta plow through. But I just... I love my little, like, cocoon, my little life that we've built. I don't find you and I, I find we're less social lately. 
with everything going on. I don't know. It's I hard to explain. F- yeah. I also the find weird. Like I'm nervous to start a family too. Cause I'm like, well, I hope little Ange can swim. Like the ice caps are melting today. And then tomorrow there's a fossil fuel shortage. And then the next day it's, well, there's no more fossil fuels. And then, Everything's just a new war broke out over here. It's just really scary times, I find. Yeah. And then I just spiral. Yeah. But you know what? I bet you we are not alone in that. And I mean, lately you and I have made a policy where we're not really plugged into the news much anymore. We get addicted. We We go through cycles. It's Adrian's fault. She's just so good at the national. I blame her. She draws us in every night. Oh my God. But there's, if you're from Canada, there's an evening news called the national and it's like the most serious unbiased news in Canada. I would say I would put it up there. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't really watch it anymore because it's just, it's just sad. And it's hard to go to bed afterward. Yeah. I find that hard. Because there's not a lot that really anyone can do about any of the complex situations. Like, Yeah. And then because we watch it late and then we go to bed, well, I am wake up and I'm like, well, I need to open Apple News to see what changed in the yeah. time that I was down. Like I wasn't plugged in. And I find that stressful. So we've disconnected for the last little bit. But I know at, a, at some point we'll be like, you know what? We should probably check in. It's weird. I find that there are there are a lot of people that say like if you aren't plugged in and you're not informed, then your head is in the sand and like poo-poo on you and that's a bad thing. But I think it's really important for people to sometimes take a step back and protect your mental health because of how just like messed up the world is. Taking a break from the endless news cycle, you you have to do it, even if people think that you're uninformed, I think. It should be like a phone tree system. So everyone takes turns. It's You're on call this week. So you're the person that's plugged in to the news, okay? Then you call two people under you, and they call two people under them. Ponzi scheme formula, but we're going to call it a phone tree. And the one person at the top that's watching the news is disseminating it to the people underneath in their friend group. So if there's something, forest fire coming through, they're calling down. That's literally how misinformation spreads. You're relying on people to get the facts straight and send it to the next person. Yeah, and then send it down. Well, we can fax then. That way the facts are faxed (laughs) and they're straight. But then once you kind of like work your way down to the bottom, you become the next person plugged in and it's your week on. And then you're the top of the tree and you kind of work your way down in a cycle. I think that would be, would help. Okay. I think that's a terrible idea. (laughs) I got to be honest with you. Okay. Well, I don't see that playing out. I see that going terribly sour. Mm -mm. I'm going to, I'll get my news the way I want. You get the news the way you want. Anyway, it is, it is good to kind of protect your. Yeah. My. That's a tangent on something though. About concerns. That's where I was just going to bring it back. I was going to loop us on. My concern is that time isn't going to slow down. It doesn't. I find every year it goes faster and faster. Doesn't it? And I'm scared for that. Are you scared? Well, my goal was because I thought that um, I thought time was going fast because we were working all the time. Like, you know, figuring out everything. There was just so much work that went into life that there wasn't really time to just sit. But I think it's just the fact that we're getting old and that I don't like. 
that bothers me. And that's my concern that like time is just going to keep getting faster over 2024 and beyond. Yeah. We'll blink and we'll be here in a year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Time marches on. It does. (laughs) There's a country song like that. That's why I said it. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're, you are right though. It, I can't believe we've been together as long as we have. And Every year, it just yeah. It was supposed to be a one and done. And I know. Here we and are. Here we are. <laughs> How many years later? I said one CD and I'm out. <laughs> it sounds really dark to say, but I didn't mean. It sounded less dark in my head. It sounded <laughs> happier. Like I just want things. I want things to go slow. I want to take it all in. I think it read as like existential dread. Oh no, I'm not like dreading eternal abyss at the end of the year. I just meant like I want. To notice the little moments more. Mm, that can you can you clarify that then a little? Yeah. So mine isn't about like <laughs> thinking that time is spiraling at an exponential speed to like eternal darkness. I just <laughs> meant that I'm worried where we've made the change in our life to have more of a life. I'm still going to naturally be such a busybody that I'm not going to notice the little things, which is mm. why we made the change. That's what I meant by it. Not that we're all just like, eventually, we're all just time marching on to darkness. You know, I didn't mean that. I meant like, I just want to take it all in, like happy butterflies and rainbows. You meant it in a happy way. Not- happy way. Yeah, it just, it sounded dark. My inner, my inner dark soul came out. <laughs> But put the demons back in the closet. He's back in the closet now, so we're good. (laughs) All right. Well, now that we've cleared that up, do you think it's time to have some tea? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Tea time. Like you, I have been busting my butt working nonstop ever since I graduated from college. Good for you. My work requires me to travel to a different city in the U.S. every week. I'm only home on the weekend, if that. The good news is I will be able to retire fully before I'm 40 and won't have to work again or worry about money. But unlike you, I haven't said see ya yet and left my job for happiness. My issue is relationships. I'm gay and my last real relationship was when I was in college. Traveling full time isn't conducive to being there for someone 24-7. I have no problem having hookups whenever I want, but having someone to snuggle with as we watch a movie is where I'm struggling. Aww. That's that's tough. Yeah. That's, I would not be able to give up our movie snuggles. I it's my like My love language is touch. So that's why like I I totally couldn't do that. Like I'd be on grinder being like looking for snuggles (laughs) (laughs) i'm a big slut for quality time huge like i just wanna i want to be with you and just be with you yeah and then you want words of affirmation (laughs) oh yeah but that's a that's for another podcast (laughs) i really need three more years of grinding at this job in order to be financially secure without worrying but i don't know if i can make it another three years without love Most people don't realize how important touch is with someone. I would give up all my hookups just for a hug, a snuggle, or to hold hands with someone special. So what do I do? Stay in my current situation for three more years or walk away now in search of love, even if it means I will have to go back to work at some point. I'd hold off on love and ride it out. Love can wait. Like you've put in way too much work. You're this close to the finish line. 
It probably How? sounds really bad, but like if you've sacrificed they're 37 right now, yeah. and they're going to be in a position to retire in three years if they continue traveling every single day for work. Plus, if you're retired before 40, like you don't have to go looking for love. You're a sugar is- daddy. It's coming knocking at your door, banging, you know, banging at the damn door. I'm driving my car through the door. <laughs> yeah. Also, these are anonymous, but can you email us? <laughs> no. But yeah, I I definitely I don't want to make light of the situation because I totally Yeah. I can I can see why that would be a hard struggle because yeah, I think a lot of people would would seem like, "Oh, he ha- he has it made. He has this great job. He's making so much money. He's, you know, he's doing so well." But I would give that up if it meant that I could have what we have. I wouldn't give up what we have for anything. Well, we struggled. You had to travel like once a month, if that, in your and your job. we hated it. And usually what we would do is I would work like, because my job was just 80 hours in a two-week period. So I would work, like move my hours around so that I could go with you. Yeah. And I would just hang out in the hotel. And then when you were done work for the day, we'd go and have like dinner and go for walks around the city and then just like stay in a hotel. It was so much fun. It was fun. It was like a little getaway. But And the bank paid for it. That was amazing. Yeah, that was even better. <laughs> Let's go for a nice dinner. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it was like our dime, we'd be at an IHOP and oh, splitting yeah. something. Yeah. Splitting the Tuesday special. <laughs> But yeah, I I don't know. It's it's a tricky one. It is. But at the same time, like I think love is a weird one. Like when you and I met at 17 and 18, we weren't looking for love. We were looking to exchange CDs and know someone for university. Yeah. I think it it yeah, finds it comes, you at a weird time and you just so have true. to be willing to accept it. Um but at the same time, I also have no doubt that if I found someone else, I would probably be in love with someone else. Do you know what I mean? If we yeah. weren't like, I just you, don't want you to get held up that there's one person yeah. there. And that if you don't take the shot now that you're not going to find true happiness. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. Cause I don't necessarily agree that it's one or the other. Yeah. You can, you, I think it's totally possible that you could meet someone while you're, you know, traveling for your work and you're busy and that may be the person that you're meant to be with. But also take it as a really cool opportunity to have phone conversations or text like what we did. Or um, Long distance is hard for three years, though. But it's probably not going to be three years. Like, unless they meet them today, it could be in 18 months. It could be when you only have 12 months left. I'm just saying have an open mind and an open heart. And if you find the right person, it is a good chance to get to know them. It also makes the um, two days that you're home, like really cool. And who knows, maybe there'll be a chance in your job to move around and like take a non-traveling role, you know, move into HR. HR never goes anywhere. They don't even go to parties. I think the other thing too about this situation is it's totally possible that if you quit your job and like, you're not guaranteed to meet someone And so then what happens if in three years when you're 40, you could have been like, oh my God, I could be retired right now. Yeah. I don't, I've never heard of someone retiring at 40. That is. That's impressive. That is impressive. You know what? I would continue on that path though, just to put it on my headstone. Todd. Retired retired at 40. 40. (laughs) Here he, here he lays. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, 
That's what we would do. I think we would try and try and hustle it out. You but have an open far. heart. Yeah, have an open heart. You never know yeah. what's going to come your way. Ever. What do you think? Do we have time for one more? I think so. I work in a small restaurant with a small group of staff. We all work very well together and really enjoy what we do, except for one of us. This person is a constant negative influence. It's become a running joke that we bet on when they'll complain or what will be wrong that day. This person is always negative, complains about everything, and doesn't want to ever be at work. They always want to leave early, but complains about money. They get upset when they don't get to leave and throws hissy fits just to get their own way. This person is also extremely rude to our guests, and it's embarrassing. I've had enough, and I sat down with the manager multiple times and nothing has happened. This has been going on for months. This staff member has started receiving multiple guest complaints and management has shrugged it off. I finally sat down with the manager and spilled all the tea, including the guest interactions that validated what guests have said about them. I was assured that they would be fired. To make sure that this happened, I told a few staff members in our sister restaurants to make sure it happens because I love going to work, but this staff member makes it exhausting and I've had enough. Did I do the right thing? What would you have done? I would have said something to her, probably been like, what's going on, Sandra? Yeah, I think it's I think it's better to just like approach the person and be like, you may not realize this, but you're a storm cloud and we're having a sunny day here and you come here to our work and you rain rain, and you make it sad and everyone's wet and cold and miserable. So take it away because we're trying to have a good day. And we voted and you're out. Go home. Go home. I don't want to hear about money. You did this to yourself. You don't get paid for today. Go home, Sandra. Sandra, you have to leave. (laughs) No, I do think that people aren't aware of sometimes how they can trauma dump or like bring negative vibes into a situation. There's something deeper to this, though. For the manager to be seeing the comment cards, it being validated by a coworker, like saying, yeah, Sandra did tell off a customer. Um, and then I'm just making that one up. We don't know. And then the second, then I would assume other staff would have either come forward or could validate if they were to like be curious and go investigate. So clearly Sandra is related to Kevin. Kevin's the manager. Like, it's, yeah. his, it's his niece, it's his daughter, it could be his He's wife. He's protecting her for his some mistress. It, okay, so, okay, we're on to something here. I think Sandra is having an affair with Kevin. <laughs> and he promised her a job because she needs the money to pay for their baby. Oh, yeah. And no wonder she's so miserable. Mm-hmm. Kevin said he was going to leave Jill, but he hasn't. He's not. And... He's not going to walk away from Jill. They've oh been together God. for 12 years. Yeah. It just sucks that Sandra's Jill's sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a tangled web we weave. Oh, my. What a pickle you are in with Jill, Sandra, and Kevin. I don't know how you're going to. Honestly, I don't think that I would have. Truthfully, I, I don't think I would have handled it quite this way. I would have definitely made it known that I was frustrated, but I don't think I would rally for someone to get fired. I would present the facts 
and say like this this is how the like team morale is feeling because it does it only it only takes one bad apple at a company to really sour it. I just remembered though, I had a similar situation when I was at work. There was someone that was older, had been there for like 30 something years and I was new and they were very condescending to me constantly and even in group meetings. And then I, cause I was like new, hadn't worked there before where a lot of people would like start at the bottom and work their way up. I kind of came in at a couple steps ahead and had a lot of catching up to do. It was a cool challenge. Oh, you did? Anyway, they were just really... Big hotshot job. <laughs> you know how a unionized know, government position is? Yeah. like, And people get it's their nose sk- out of joint? I was... People were... It was like a middle rank job. Yeah. And it, you got it over people that were they wanted in the to, union. But they, they wanted, wanted to change up. They wanted new ideas and stuff. Turns out they weren't ready for it and they weren't, <laughs> it was not a good time. But anyway, they were constantly being mean, belittling, just making little remarks. And I finally said to my supervisor, my one-on-one, I said like, you need to deal with this or I'm going to HR about it. And they actually dealt with it because they didn't, my supervisor didn't want to have the whole big thing, mm. more paperwork. So she just went over and talked and then, never happen again. So talking to the manager can help. Yeah, I I agree. I think you should talk to the manager and say like these this is an ongoing problem like document it all of that. But I think that there's a big step between that and saying I think you should fire this person. Oh, did they say they thought Yeah, like they're oh, they're yeah, advocating no, I would never for the, push for firing. Yeah, because you don't also personally I wouldn't want that on my conscience. Like if someone wasn't doing their job, well, I don't think I don't know. What well, was Sandra? Was she doing her job? No, maybe. But maybe she was doing her job, but just miserable. Maybe she was hired to be the grumpy waitress. Maybe. There's always one. There's always a grumpy server wherever you go. Yeah. Isn't that so true? Always one. And you just, you we know. We never really get them, though. We always have good experiences. And if not, you kill them with kindness. Yeah, if you get, that's yeah. true. And you piss them off with a cheap tip. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure if that advice was helpful or informative, but we gave you our hot take. So if you want to get some advice from us, head over to tylerandtodd.com slash podcast to spill your tea over there. But for now, we will see you next Wednesday. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.